Hello, hello, hello. This is Shanahan on Literacy, the site where we believe there is nothing more noble than to teach somebody to read. I'm your host, Tim Shanahan, and this is the the first podcast of the new year, so happy uh, 2024 to everybody and welcome. Uh, I got a very thoughtful letter uh, from a teacher just before the holiday break. uh, so we're going to get into a, a, a podcast focused on, does the science of reading include middle school? And this teacher's question is this. We've been working on strengthening and refining our early literacy instruction to be in line with the science. This has me wondering about the middle level. What does the science prioritize for middle level ELA instruction? Is there a point when teaching into a phonics gap for students does not have a payoff? With limited time in a middle school classroom, I'm thinking about what needs to be prioritized. Some parents are wondering if phonics instruction should continue into middle school. This may need to happen for some students, but I imagine that Tier 1 instruction would focus on higher levels of structured literacy like morphology. I'd be interested what the research says about teaching phonics in middle school. And here's my uh, response to that teacher. Not surprisingly, most phonics instruction studies have focused on preschool, kindergarten, and grade one. The National Early Literacy Panel and the National Reading Panel reported clear benefits to such instruction. Improvements in the ability to read words and nonsense words, spelling, oral reading fluency, and reading comprehension. Teach phonics to those young children, they improve in all of those things. Making explicit systematic phonics part of a comprehensive reading and writing program for beginning readers is a no-brainer. There have been some studies focused on the teaching of phonics in grades 2 and up, but not many. And most of those studies were aimed at struggling readers or dyslexic students, those Tier 2 students that I think you're referring to. That poses multiple problems. Uh, There are reasons to believe that those populations may be particularly difficult to teach effectively. And the generalizability of results uh, from those kinds of studies to regular classrooms are really dubious. In any event, the National Reading Panel found few benefits to phonics instruction beyond grades K and 1. Now, here are some relevant quotes from that report. I know at times when I tell people that Uh, NRP didn't find evidence that phonics instruction was effective grades two and up. They, they don't necessarily believe me. So it might help if I, if I give you some quotes directly. And, and you should remember, I was a member of the national reading panel and I served on the, the alphabetics committee that actually reviewed this research. So I do know something about this. So here's the first quote. However, phonics instruction failed to exert a significant impact on the reading performance of low-achieving readers in 2nd through 6th grades, i.e. children with reading difficulties and possibly other cognitive difficulties explaining their low achievement. The effect size was D equals 0.15, which was not statistically greater than chance. Possible reasons might be that the phonics instruction provided to low-achieving readers was not sufficiently intense, or that their reading difficulties arose from sources uh, not treated by phonics instruction, such as poor comprehension, or there were too few cases, uh, i.e. there were only eight treatment control comparisons pulled from three studies, too few cases to yield uh, reliable findings. Or a second quote, 
The effects of systematic phonics instruction on text comprehension in readers above first grade were mixed. Although gains were significant for the subgroup of disabled readers, the effect size was 0.32, they were not significant for the older groups in general. And the third quote, because most of the comparisons above first grade involved poor readers, 78% of them did, the conclusions drawn about the effects of phonics instruction on specific reading outcomes pertain mainly uh, to those poor readers. Findings indicate that phonics instruction helps poor readers in second through sixth grades to improve their word reading skills. However, phonics instruction appears to contribute only weakly, if at all, in helping poor readers apply these skills to read text and to spell words. There were insufficient data to draw any conclusions about the effects of phonics instruction with normally developing readers above first grade. Of course, the National Reading Panel report is now 23 years old. There probably is new research on this, right, on the topic that would provide us with a more definitive and up-to-date answer to your question. Accordingly, I conducted a search of studies that focused on phonics in middle school and high school. I found only four studies worth mentioning, and none of these were particularly encouraging. Uh, the first of these studies had high school students tutoring struggling sixth graders in phonics, sight word phrases, and text reading fluency. And it reported that from their program, the kids got better in fluency. But it would be impossible to attribute this to the phonics portion of the intervention, which is always the case. When you have a complex intervention that teaches multiple things, you can't attribute the results to to just one of those. And so phonics, sight word phrases, and text reading fluency work was, uh, was effective, but can't say the phonics part necessarily worked. A second study focused on a district school improvement effort that provided district-wide phonics instruction. They reported gains in word identification in the elementary and high school grades, but not in middle school, and gains in spelling and reading comprehension at elementary, middle, and high school. But this study had no control group, so it's not certain to what to attribute these fall-to-spring learning gains. Was it from phonics instruction, or just the fact that the kids spent another year in school, or to some other instruction that they were receiving? That, that's why you need a control group, so that you can see what happens if somebody gets phonics instruction and somebody doesn't. A third study, this one by Denton and her colleagues, implemented a multi-component reading intervention in middle school with English learners who had learning disabilities. The intervention included phonics. The students did no better in word recognition, comprehension, or fluency than students who were in the, the regular school LEA program. In other words, it didn't work. And finally, the fourth study was an intensive phonics program that was delivered for 12 weeks to eight middle school students with learning disabilities. Those students improved in word recognition and spelling. Not a particularly promising set of studies. So, I dipped into the What Works Clearinghouse analysis of reading interventions. Few of the studies with older students focused on phonics. Nevertheless, I went looking for upper grades, and in this case, upper grades is grades 2 through 12, anything above grade 1. Uh, for evidence on programs that explicitly include phonics decoding instruction as part of their routine, the Clearinghouse had such information on eight programs. 
achieve 3,000, corrective reading, fast forward, failure free reading, open court, reading mastery, spell read, and the Wilson reading system. Now, uh, there are a number of programs there that you might have heard of, and, and certainly all of these are, are programs that include explicit phonics instruction. What I wanted to see was, first, whether these programs improved older students' decoding ability. The reason this is important is because, for the most part, these programs include multiple components. If a program taught phonics and fluency, but only got improvements in fluency, it would be unreasonable to attribute those kinds of gains to the phonics instruction. If the students had improved in both decoding and fluency, then maybe part of the fluency gain was due to those improvements in word recognition that came from the phonics instruction. This is an especially important consideration if a study evaluated decoding and reported no improvement. <laughs> I think it's damning if a program taught phonics without any improvement in decoding. What I found was that several programs fostered improvements in some reading skills. For the most part, however, they either didn't bother to look for improvements in decoding, or they looked and found none in grades 2 through 12. So they either didn't look at it, or they looked at it and it didn't work. Uh, achieve 3000, fast forward, failure free reading, open court, and reading mastery would all fit into that. The Wilson reading system did improve students' decoding skills in a study conducted in third grade but without any accompanying gains in fluency or comprehension. And spell read improved decoding, comprehension, and reading fluency with a group of students in grades 5 and 6. <laughs> now, to me, the, those research studies that I mentioned and these reports from the What Works Clearinghouse are consistent with what the National Reading Panel reported so long ago. Not enough studies. Most of the studies focused on Tier 2 teaching, not regular classroom instruction. There was evidence that it's possible to improve decoding skills in the upper grades with explicit phonics instruction, but there was little evidence that such improvement transfers or generalizes to overall literacy gains, at least in regular classrooms. I think it's fair to say that we don't know very much about how best to teach decoding in grades 2 through 12. Now, that doesn't mean that students in grades 2 and up shouldn't be receiving some morphology and spelling instruction with a small amount of decoding work on things like multisyllable words or conditional spelling patterns. However, given current knowledge, phonics beyond grade 1, and with the kind of limited scope that I just mentioned about, you know, including it occasionally as part of your morphology and spelling instruction, it should mainly, though not entirely, be a Tier 2 issue. For most boys and girls, a regular daily regimen of vocabulary, morphology, spelling, with those occasional decoding lessons, should be sufficient. Now, if you'd written to me the same question in 1999, I would have given you a different answer. Then, the studies that I was aware of had shown no positive outcomes for phonics with older students. Consequently, I'd have discouraged additional phonics beyond grades 1 or 2. The National Reading Panel work, and remember I served on the Alphabetics Committee, convinced me that we could successfully teach phonics to older struggling students. 
But given the lack of transfer of those skills when taught to older kids, it was evident to me that phonics alone would not be enough. So, yeah, it's okay to include some phonics, but you also better be focusing on vocabulary and comprehension and such. And now I find myself shifting once again. Recent research has reported that a significant number of older students, and here I do mean middle school and high school students, still lag in decoding ability to an extent not widely acknowledged in the field. Those adolescents who can read maybe at a fourth or third or fourth grade level or higher may need targeted phonics instruction despite those reading levels. (laughs) Not very long ago, I would have discouraged that kind of teaching. I would have taken those students' reading levels as evidence that they already had sufficient decoding ability, and I would have said, don't bother. What research now reveals is that below a particular level of decoding ability, older students do not seem able to improve in reading, no matter what interventions or instructional approaches we adopt. Students above that decoding threshold Well, they do manage to improve in reading from a wide range of approaches. So we we can't afford to just let those kids go. So here's my advice. First, make certain that in your middle school classrooms that students spend considerable time on words, vocabulary, morphology, spelling, and occasionally some phonics lessons. I've long argued for 25% of the language arts time to be devoted to developing knowledge of words and how they work. I would suggest that such teaching be systematic and explicit. Don't just say, oh, yeah, teachers go and teach words. Actually make sure that there's some programs and support for them to, to do those things. Second, be on the lookout for those boys and girls who are not able to decode proficiently no matter what their reading levels. Vigilance is needed to keep kids from slipping through the decoding cracks. It doesn't matter the source of those problems. I I don't really care if the kids had inadequate primary grade instruction in your schools or they suffer from learning disabilities, or maybe these are kids who've transferred in from other schools that don't have your curriculum. Those kids need to be identified, so you got to be vigilant. Third, provide high-quality Tier 2 phonics instruction for kids who need it. And here I'm not talking occasional lessons. I'm talking dedicated, serious commitment to teaching phonics. This kind of teaching is often available to our elementary students, but it tends not to be in middle and high school interventions. At those levels, students may be assigned to an all-purpose intervention, which can be adequate for some kids. I know uh, in, in Chicago public schools, when I was in charge, Uh, If a boy or girl didn't do well on the reading test in eighth grade, didn't do well enough, when they went to ninth grade, they had to take a reading class. But everybody, no matter what their problems, took the same reading class, and phonics typically was not a big part of that. Those kids below the decoding threshold, they need a dedicated, explicit phonics intervention in addition to anything else you can provide to support their literacy learning. Phonics is unlikely to be enough for those kids, but without it, they aren't likely to advance. And that's the final word on on that topic for today. This podcast is going to drop on January 6th and simultaneously on the Shanahan on Literacy website. uh, The the written version of this presentation uh, will be available. 
that uh, blog entry has seven references. So those of you who you know want to track down the research behind what I'm saying, there are seven references there that you might want. I would also uh, suggest that in the the letter that that stimulated this uh, particular response, the teacher was concerned about those parents who are wondering if their kids should be getting phonics instruction in the upper grades and if the if the middle school should be following uh, this this science of reading. Uh, you might want to print this up and share that with parents who are asking those questions. Uh, finally, I'd like to thank Greg Johnson, our sound engineer, for making this listenable, and thank you for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you up the road to peace. Peace.